another episode. Of I love, I love when he blushes. You notice he blushes? What? what he might bl- be having a heart attack. I could be having a heart attack. Ladies and gentlemen, another episode of Stand Up Memories. I am Peter Bales. This is Jackie Martling, and you introduce our special, special guest. This lovely woman who is just as alluring as she was a week ago. Carrie Caravis, big friend from the Friars Club. We didn't work in the clubs together. I never worked the clubs, but Peter knows it from the clubs. I have worked We go way back to the comic strip in 1979. You guys met 1990. Gotta be around 1990, when you came back to Long Island from LA, hit the clubs, and uh, the rest is history. I can't stand that 1990 is 30 years ago. Can you accept that? I cannot. Not to sound like the old farts we are, but I cannot wrap my brain. Next year is my high school reunion, so they go. They go. Do you want to go? I go. Yeah, I'll go. I go. Some with thirty years. I said I'd love to see everybody after thirty years. She goes, it's forty. I go, (laughs) what? Forty? I'm not going. Were you in the... My 50th high school reunion was so long ago. Listen, I can't, listen, I, listen, listen. Geez. Were you voted anything in your high school yearbook, most likely to kill a booker? What was it, what, most likely to kill somebody? Did you get the... You know, were you it, popular I was not popular, like, because my school had all... It was like Led Zeppelin, and it was a rock and roll school, right? Yeah. Where was this? Plain Edge in Massabequa. Okay. So I was a disco queen. There was like a handful of disco people. So when so remember the boom different boxes? Different clicks. Different right, clicks. The boom boxes. Yeah. And they would come down and you hear, hey, hey, mama said the way you move. I'd be like, swing off it. <laughs> and they'd be like, turn that disco shit off. So I, I didn't really click with them because I always thought they were dirt bags. <laughs> and this is you're in high school in Graduating. 80. So that's at the height of gis- disco. Disco socks, oh, yeah. rock and roll like socks. The end of the 70s. I was going to clubs. So the drinking age was 18 yes. when I. And then I got grandfathered in because when it when I turned 19, it t- went to 21. And they're like, well, you've already been drinking a year. So you were grandfathered in. So. did It, it didn't actually work like that, did it? Yes, it did. Because yes. I turned 18 and drank. I was Alki, drunk, 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 and then went to Michigan State. And I couldn't drink till I was 21, and it was like, what? it was unbelievable. No, we're not the same age. Huh? No, but he's No, drinking. no, I'm talking about when I turned, when I turned 18, in New yeah, York, I started like, drinking, I drank and drank and drank and drank, and then went to college, and I had to wait three years. Wait a minute, college in Michigan, the, the, the It was drinking. 21. Oh, okay, so no, in New York, if you lived in New York and you drank at 18, I was 19, they said, oh, we're going to push it to 21, and they did, but they let us drink. That's, women, that's funny. I never knew that. Girls like you, with makeup, could drink at like 13, walking into the I was. I was at Uncle Sam's <laughs> If you could get the door opening. open. If you could get remember the door Uncle open. Remember Uncle Sam's? I remember Uncle Sam's. Disco. Disco. But I, don't, don't, I don't know if I ever even went in there. But let's don't imply to the audience that when you got to Michigan State, you stopped drinking. No! No, it was oh. so, so ridiculous that we went out to celebrate when I turned 21. To talk about deja vu, you know, like, <laughs> God. That was an eternity. And I'm so, I'm so little, you know, there was no way I was getting away with anything. There was no way I'm going to have fake proof, you know. Yeah, even no. in high school, you right. know. So I just waited I had out. fake proof. 
Because back then you didn't have a picture on your license. Look at these young people looking at us like, yeah. That was like a piece of paper. A little piece of paper. And sometimes we would we would erase the the last number and change it with a pencil. And they're like, okay, get it. They didn't even care. So yeah. you were a draft. Dis- we had draft cards. A disco queen. I have an old leisure suit, if that impresses you. <laughs> I do. Remember those? <laughs> no. No, I, I had a ponytail. Thank God. I'll tell you. So you, in the 90s, being a comedian. In I life, don't even know if you're kidding. I bet you did have a leisure suit. Le- a leisure a lesion. suit. Men, uh, men floors of menopause. I had a members only jacket, a leisure You still suit. have it. I do. You freak. I, I love it. All you right. come to the clubs. I'm like, Peter, take that off. <laughs> Untuck your shirt. Look like you're Last part month, of the group here. Carrie got on me because I had bell bottoms on. I mean, I didn't think it was a big deal. But listen. I went through the entire 70s <laughs> with a ponytail. From beginning to end, ponytail. First year of comedy, I had a ponytail. I remember. And then, you know, like one day I'm like, they, they decide before you even get to the microphone whether or not they like you. And you lost half the audience. They see the ponytail. It's just like, like you know, freak. You freak. But, you became a comedian. You came of age as a comedian in the 90s. How are the 90s different for comedy than now? Okay, the comedy scene was every night of the week. There was yep. another club, yep. another bar. People went out. People spent money. Everybody drank and drove. And it was still people, new. People was... had fun. People wanted to meet people in real time instead of over their phone and over right. some swipe and left crap. I mean... In order to see a man's penis, you had to meet him first. There was no texting penis. <laughs> you know what's crazy is talking like this, we sound like antiques. Like meeting people in person, I mean, I picking somebody I up in a bar. I wish I would have gotten a couple of pics beforehand. They would have been like, well, I'm not wasting any more time on this. Uh, you know. However, it's okay to have stand-up memories. That's what this show is about. Oh. But I know, and you talk about in your act, how people today derive you crazy. Okay. Um, back then, correctness. it was a violent. So, so back then, I if you remember, remember back in the day when you were working every night of the week. Every night. The crowds were different. The crowds would yell at you. It was yeah. a lot of heckling going on back yeah. then. There is no heckling now. Nobody speaks to you. People don't want to talk to you. Back then, you had guys like Mo Rooney that would d- destroy a crowd. You had guys. And they like, would invite it. Yes. Like, uh, what was his name? Uh, um, oh, my God. He was the greatest. He was a black comic in L.A. Uh, Harris? Uh, Ralph Harris? Ralph Harris would kill the crowd. And it was right. back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. So you had top guys that did this. And then, like, crowds loved it. They were like, oh, uh, you know. But it no, wasn't start, vicious. It was, it was. It, but you made fun of people, and they were okay right. with it. Now, God, they get upset. You know, Belzer you got to give back the money. You got to give back the money. You know, right. it was terrific at that. Uh, Joe Piscopo was terrific at that. Oh, I never at saw him. At improv. He was a great host, Joe Piscopo. I can still see Belzer saying, that's a nice tie. guy. He couldn't guess your weight, huh? <laughs> that, that still resonates in my head. Belzer. Family originated a lot of the lines that today you cringe and go that stock you know run around the room and make it sound like a crowd Belzer that was brilliant that's a brilliant brilliant line line. he's the one who originated right David uh, David Letterman said that in his opening shot on Carson I couldn't believe it he said, did a joke and it didn't get a big laugh he said you want to run around make it sound like everybody's there I couldn't believe it the audience doesn't know it's stock the audience doesn't know it's stock But comedians do. I'm sorry, go ahead. But so sometimes 
the, they drank a lot back then. You would get, remember the drinks you would get to the table? They'd be like, yeah, and they'd bring you a fish bowl, right, and right. you had two straws, and <laughs> yeah, you know, yeah, for $15, you right, had a right. freaking, rascals would have a drink this big, you're like, wow, you're gonna get wasted. Right. You're gonna yell, someone's throwing up in the club. So, uh, and that's how you guys, uh, you know, met girls. But, so. I am absolutely getting nostalgic listening to this. Oh, yeah. I'm not even making it up. Right, but, but the, and then you would fight back. Well, and sometimes it would go sour. And there would be somebody jumping on stage it to would try to turn, get the shit would out turn. of Jeff Sabrowski. It would right. turn. Because Jeff was vicious. Jeff Sabrowski probably brought that on. Yes. Another time, <laughs> I. The only thing amazing about somebody coming on stage and attacking Jeff Sabrowski is that wasn't one of the other comedians. <laughs> it wasn't one of the other comedians, it's correct. Now, wait. Go ahead. What happened to you? So one night I'm at Fast Eddie's, I'm hosting the show, and Otto and George are closing the show, right? The puppet act. He's an X-rated puppet act, if you don't know Otto and George. The Look him up. He was one of the greatest. Genius. He started when he was five years old, yep. however old he was, going to Staten Island back and forth, uh, making $200 a day back then. Busking. Now this puppet, you felt like it was real. I mean, this thing was, so he'd be talking and the puppet would be like, where the fuck are you going? Like he was a vicious, he would see everything in the room, Otto. He was so brilliant. And then the puppet was such a nasty little demonic crappy thing. And then he was like off stage, he'd be like, hi, Carrie, how are you? Yeah. Like he, two different people. He's got the puppet going and all of a sudden I'm, I'm back there and I go, uh-oh, we're gonna have an issue. I get up. This girl goes to lunge at him and I dove in and I pushed her back and it was a brawl and the boyfriend got up and Otto was like, he got off stage, the show was over. You know, you see, it was like. I was there, but I saw most of it from under a table. <laughs> <laughs> Carrie dove in. I dive in. Really? I dove in one time to save George Gallo. Oh, really? So we're at Conkama Comedy Club. Gallo that used to write for the Daily News. are that rare. Guy? I swear, they're rare. But Carrie brings this kind of thing. Yeah. I wasn't afraid. <laughs> I, was, I was a tough guy. So one night, the crowd is making fun of this one lady with her son and the whole, all her kids. She's not like 19 kids. So every comic would go up and bash her. So Gallo goes up and he says something, but nothing major. Like... And the kid stands up, he goes, shut the fuck up. And Gal's like, ah, I'm making He was like the straw that broke the camel's back. He was the straw that broke. So I immediately started running. And Gallo was filming the set. So we have this on film. The guy gets up and flips Gallo to the ground. And I jumped up and I pushed the guy off of him. I'm like, where are all the comedians? And then finally, after, you know, 10 minutes of the brawl on this stage, everybody showed up. I got to ask you, does this tape exist? Yes, it does. It does. Oh, we're going to play it on here? Well, I have to get talk to George Gallo to see if he actually still has I'm pretty sure he I've still has I've heard about this, it. and the video is famous for even the camera and, was destroyed. And now all, everyone's fighting on stage, and Gallo's on the floor, and you see him. And he was one of the funniest improv comics. He was like, he was like uh, what's his amazing. name? He, he was so crazy, and he he's, he's like, hey, help, help, and, he's, <laughs> and he's he's on the floor, but he's doing all this kind. And well, we're watching the tape. I go look at Gallo, and he's on the floor making jokes, trying to keep going, getting our asses kicked. Uh, and he's like, yeah, help, help. Oh, that's so funny. Women get mad at you. Do other women get mad at you or sometimes challenge you or is it always the guys? I always got the women on my side. Okay, you do. That's true. I always got the women on my side because, you know, they were my, save, they, they were my, you know. Yeah. 
But I mean, you actually jump into these fights. That's an interesting. Well, I did. I don't know anymore. I'll break a hip now. <laughs> the hell out of here. You're on your own if you want There's to piss no... somebody off. Well, nowadays, everybody's got a gun. I'm not jumping in for That's you. That's right. That's right. It's no fun breaking a hip, right, Jackie? Oh, wow. Uh... <laughs> I might break a hip just answering your question. <laughs> Coughing. Crazy. Now, you, did you did ever it... do Otto and George's talk show? No, but I did his roast. I, I put it together for him. Yeah, but he like, I was he wasn't in. What was going on? Uh, Otto and George, legendary ventriloquist, who was um, the comedian's comedian. You really not should to Google. get confused with Vince Daytona and George. Vince Daytona and George. It was PG another, and rated X. Right, um, but Otto was weird at that roast, wasn't he? He had to pee. Uh huh. So he was very uncomfortable, and when he walked in, he thought it was a gig. I think you oh, might have said, you might have said at that roast, Otto, don't worry, you're still getting the seventy-five bucks. Because <laughs> it was a surprise. It was a yeah. Oh, he it was, was a great. It was a great. He roast. was truly, truly amazing. You um, know, when he was really struggling, because he was really dealing with a heavy, heavy yeah. drug thing, but still going out and killing. I really wanted to do a documentary on him because I thought doing a documentary on him might get him famous or more famous or at least more whatever. And it might save his life because he's backstage and he's a mess and he's just a depressed, crazy drug addict and then going through the curtain and destroying. And I'm thinking the A-B of that would be the greatest documentary in the world. And I finally talked to him because he finally got to the point where I saw him at the brokerage. He said, what happened in the documentary? I'm like, well, I've been chasing you around. He said, no, I really want to do it. So I was actually supposed to meet him in the city for lunch. And that was the day that he went on Opie and Anthony. And I don't know whether he left George the puppet in the suitcase in the car or didn't have it with him. And for 45 minutes, Opie and Anthony couldn't stop making fun of him because he couldn't do what he does without the puppet. And he, got, he got so pissed off that he just went home and blew off our lunch. So that was, I was like, you know, cause you know, he was he so started, undependable. But he started getting, he started getting hey. recognition yeah. as he, you know, people started, see other comics that make it uh, will will say, oh my God, this guy was my idol. And they're bringing, right. you know, like Don Gavin, yeah. who is one of my favorite comedians in the Great world. Great comedian from Boston. Boston. Oh my God. Don Gavin, yeah. I used to work, every time I did Vegas, Gavin was the headliner, and he was drinking Black Russians. By the third show, he would do his act and forget the punchline. He wouldn't finish the joke. And then he's like, they sucked. I'm like, Gavin, you didn't finish <laughs> any of your punchlines. Now, is this the Tropicana yes. you're working? One night, I'm downstairs gambling on a slot machine, and I know I have 15 minutes left, because Gavin's up, and I, he's closing, and he gets off, and then, you know, whatever, at this time, so 10, 10 minutes in, I go, let me go up. I go up and the whole showroom's coming out. And I'm like, I'm the MC. I'm supposed to close out the show. I go, I go, where are you guys? He goes, the show's over. Because Gavin got wasted. He bit his tongue. He was bleeding on st stage. So he gets off. And I'm like, so the sound guy, thank God he liked me. He goes, what happened? I go, I had a bad stomachache. I was in the bed. I had to make something up. I was the fastest. You couldn't get me. I was like, my stomach. I was in the bathroom. I got another 10 minutes. He goes, well, Gavin jumped. I go, oh, 
He goes, don't worry. He goes, I covered you from the booth. Oh, wow. That, you got you got to love that. That's that's an You got to love that. I gave Otto a ride home from Rascals. And we're on the George How many Wa stops did you make? Well, to actually get we got to the George Washington Bridge and he said I said, you know, where where should I drop you? Where do you live? And he goes, just drop me under the George Washington Bridge. Wow. So sad. And so I said, sad. I said, I said no, let's go to your where you live. He, no. And right. He just wanted to You know he, one night I picked him up, I'm, dr I'm driving, you know, and uh, he goes, we just got to make a quick stop, okay, Carrie? I go, okay, Otto, no problem. Where do you want to stop? Fort, Fort, uh, Fort, what's that road in the, uh, in the Harlem, not Harlem, um, oh my God, Jerome Avenue. Jerome in the Bronx. In the Bronx. We pull up to this shady building. He goes, I'll just be right out, Carrie. I go, you're not going to leave me here alone, are you? I go, seriously? Otto, how long? He goes, I'll be right out, Carrie. <laughs> Carrie <laughs> leaves. I'm like, I'm going to get killed. This guy, I'm going to kill him. You know, Gilbert Gottfried, God rest his soul. Him and, and well, Frank. Well, you didn't say God rest his soul for Otto. He died too. Well, God rest his soul too. Okay, thanks. They, and they, this, they're this, going this. like flies. I'm not sure Bales is going to make it through this. <laughs> But um, uh, that's me. So, that so mean. Gilbert so mean. and Frank interviewed everybody. Gilbert's podcast is, if not one of the VV best showbiz things. And I was up at Live Nation talking to Ron Delsner, who's a booking agent who's booked everything for the last 50 years. And we start talking, and he's talking about how he used to book Lenny Bruce a million years ago. And he said, and I drive me, he said, I, I got to stop and, and say hello to my cousin. Or I got to stop and, and he soon he, the bell went off in his head that he was stopping so Lenny could go in and cop heroin, and I said you got to be on Gilbert's podcast and he went on Gilbert's podcast because that's a, the whole show business from the other end you know that's a guy a, a rock and roll booker booking a comedian and it was it was classic class just so different but my God you know like I I remember dropping Bob Woods off. At a park bench, uh, you know, you know. It, See, people are it was under a nice the bench. people are under the impression that it's fun to hang out with comedians. It's really not. It can be. It can be, but comedians who are the same on stage that they are off—that's that's a problem. You need to settle down somewhat when you're off stage. Yeah, Rich Walker. No, I'm just there, Rich Walker is uh, a comedy. <laughs> yeah. Whereas on some of us have to Long pick Island. it up a little bit. That's right, Peter. I'm no, but 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 what I'm saying to you is so when pe so people will say to me all the time, I want to hang. Can you hang out with us? And I'm like, you wouldn't want to hang out with me during the day. There's yeah. nothing funny coming out of my mouth during the day. Right. The right. only thing I'm doing is bitching, moaning, and complaining all day. So you don't want to <laughs> hang out with this person. But they don't realize like most comedians are depressed. Most comedians have mental issues. 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 But even even without the spectrum. Even if you're just normal, you're just normal. It, it's, it, it's got it's nothing to job. do with that crazy right. person. So right. I, I remember when I first started doing comedy and I had a girlfriend and uh, we, we go out to a dinner party and I'd always be, you know, I'd drink and get crazy at the dinner party, which is the same as going on stage. Right. And I remember one night we we're at this dinner party with a few friends and we're laughing it up and laughing up and this guy's wife said to my girlfriend, boy, that must be so great, being be Jackie's girlfriend. And she yeah. said, take him for a week. 
<laughs> I can still hear her saying, take him for, because they, they get the, right. this Ask my side. husband yeah. how much fun I am. This side. Ask my husband. I will. I will. Hey. On the next show. That's the perfect lead in. She knows what she's doing. Oh, next week. I'm a this pro. This has been, you are, she is a pro. Carrie Carabas. I'm a pro. And next week, we're going to be bringing on the show her husband, Sam. And maybe the tape of the, the brawl. The brawl. But yeah, maybe the tape of the brawl. But I, didn't I, get Gallo. I didn't mean to interrupt his introduction. We're going to bring Sam out here, and he's going to explain how he survives living with Carrie Carabas when she's off stage and being a regular human being. <laughs> regular? Yeah, let's not exaggerate here. So thank you, Carrie. You've been a terrific guest. And when are we having oh. your girlfriend? My, my girlfriend or my wife? Your wife. <laughs> That's awkward. Yeah. No, All it's right. not. How do I? Who can keep track? We want the girlfriend, and then the following week, you'll bring your wife. Oh, my goodness. What's the Italian word for the girl? Gumara. I can't even say it. I can't believe when I finally saw how that's spelled. It's not spelled anything like it sounds, right? I know. So next week on Stand Up Memories, bring your Gumara. <laughs> Peter, come on. You can't go to a paid escort of Gamada. <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to have Carrie Carabas and her husband Sam and have more fun. So thank you, Jackie Martling. Thank you, Carrie Carabas. This has you. been Stand Up Memories, right? Thank guys? you, Muppets. Tell your friends. Cheers. Tell your enemies. That was a pretty good episode. A new episode every Wednesday with me, Peter Bales, Jackie the Joke Man Martling, comedians, interesting people. Leave a comment. We'll, we're gonna get, we'll get uh, what am I saying? I don't know. We're gonna get back to you. We will respond to your comment. StandUpMemories.com, if you go there, it shows all the different platforms. Oh, Spotify, we're on everything. Every Wednesday. Stand Up Memories. Every Wednesday. A new episode.